0: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Ooh, welcome back to the show. I am pumped today. Today is just a good day. Ooh, we're excited if you're tuning in. And if you are, if you've just come to the show and you're loving it, make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. If you're just digging the show, We love you. If you do those things, awesome. (laughs) And if you haven't yet, come over and hang with us on our Facebook community group. That's where we hang out. That's where we ask you guys questions for upcoming shows and just all the good stuff. So the link for that is in our show notes. Okay. All right. Today on the show, we are having a real good girl chat all about authenticity in the online space and particularly on Instagram. And we're chatting with the incredible Spitfire, Angie Lee. Oh my gosh. Angie is a vivacious marketing maven who's found her soul calling in helping women kick butt as business owners. She's incredible. Angie is a highly sought after marketing mentor, motivational coach, professional podcaster, serial entrepreneur, and author of the book coming soon. Ready is a lie. She's the co-founder of Soul CBD, creator of the number one female personal development and business event in the United States, Pays to Be Brave, and the host of the Forbes Top 100 Business Podcast, The Angie Lee Show. Whew, that was a mouthful, but she is a rad woman. Angie's genius is teaching women how to make friends with fear and make money doing what you love in a motivational, fun, and approachable way. We wanted to have Angie on the show today because she just shows up so authentically on IG, and she is a woman who does it so dang well. And so she felt like the perfect person to come on and chat with you all about that topic. Angie is 100% herself. She doesn't give a crap what people think. And she pairs realness with education and service so, so, so well. So we chatted with her today on this episode about how she got permission to show up as herself, the difference between being truly authentic versus just doing it for sales. We talked about curated versus uncurated online content and how to get over the initial fear of just showing up and just, you know, putting your face to your phone and talking to the camera. Ange has some incredibly powerful wisdom to share with you today. And you just need to keep listening if you're the kind of person who is afraid to show up online to be 100% yourself or if you aren't showing up consistently because something just isn't perfect and you're waiting for that you know perfect content or that perfect post if you, that's you you have to keep listening to this show i hope our combo with angie just ignites your soul and gives you the best perspective to start showing up as real and authentic in your online business as possible all right let's get to the show
1: Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Angie, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Woo! I'm so happy and so grateful to be here. It's going to be so fun. I feel like today's episode is going to be like hype central, which is going to be awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've just been girl chatting before recording, and it's just been one girl fest chat. I love
1: it. Let's go. It's going to be so good. Okay. And for anyone in our audience who might not know who you are, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? We want basically the whole juicy story.
2: The Jews. Jews. Oh my goodness. Uh, So yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short for you guys. But in college, I didn't like school. I was very rebellious. I felt like I was in a prison since I was four years old. So fellow entrepreneurs listening to this, you know what that feels like to feel like you are the the odd man out in school. And so I was in college and I started a blog, a health and wellness blog, not with the intention of monetizing it, not with the intention of building a personal brand and social media marketing and any of these things today. I just started sharing my thoughts around health and wellness and And mindset and women started reading it. It started with just my mom and a few friends on campus. And then the next thing you know, uh, gosh, a year or two went by and I stayed really consistent creating content. And it started to pick up. So fast forward, gosh, now 11 years later, that transitioned into... Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have a live event. I'm a speaker. I do a lot of affiliate marketing. I started a physical wellness line with my brother. I teach marketing now because what happened is a lot of women started to reach out and say, Hey, how did you monetize that wellness blog? How did you work with sponsors? How did you do coaching online? How did you do X, Y, and Z? And me always having this natural, passionate inclination for marketing. What happened is I started... You know, I I can still remember the first girl who emailed me, and I was like, "Yeah, six hundred bucks for like twenty calls, and I'll teach you how." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I didn't know. I was like, "Yeah, I'll help you with your website and and your marketing and putting yourself out there and live video. How about six hundred bucks for like eighteen calls?" And she was like, "Okay," and I was like, "This is great." <laughs> and so I started doing that, and then I realized, wow, I love teaching marketing because to me, marketing is psychology. It's humans. Yeah. It's communication, it's authenticity, it's how we interact. And so that became my obsession and my niche. And now I do more influencer work, I would say, and it's kind of broadened again now years later. And now I talk more about wellness and business, but it's been a crazy ride because it all started with a blog. And then now I'm a podcaster and speaker and creator and and do all these cool things. But it's funny that it all started with me basically hating college and school and feeling rebellious and wanting to leave. And I ended up quitting after that because, you know, I made a hundred bucks from my blog and I was like, I'm rich. Like (laughs) I called my mom and I was like, mom, I made $200 on the internet. I'm fine. And she was like, what? I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about me. I'm quitting school. And she was like, you know what? Do your thing. I support you no matter what. But it's funny that I, I had that first taste of, oh my gosh, a stranger on the internet paid me 200 bucks. That means I can make $200,000 one day. And I believe that every digital entrepreneur has that moment of like, whoa, this is this is a thing. This can be a thing, and then the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. I think that's so relatable. Just the idea that, like, you started and you you were like, oh, this can happen. This can like I can do this. And I, there's something so relatable about that. Also relatable to the fear of of not almost knowing what to do, but just doing it anyway. Like when you were in college and you're trying to. Like, uh, I don't like college. I'm trying to navigate what I want to do. I think that's so admirable and inspirational. Just you saying, screw it. I'm going to do this. I want to go for it. I want to start a blog. Like, let's go. I love that.
2: Yeah. And everyone thought I was crazy. Right. I mean, my parents were like, what is this? Like really social media? Like who's going to do that? Right. And I just, I just knew that commerce and communication was going to be done via social. And I think all of us who kind of predicted it knew that this would happen. And so I just stuck with it. And I'd rather chat with some random girl in my comments on my blog than listen to my teacher in chemistry class. And so (laughs) I I like accidentally became a full-time creator. And then you guys know, I love expressing my creativity. And so I think what's happened is it's this full circle moment now of, oh, wow, I just have always wanted to create. I just love creating, not necessarily being a business owner. So now it's like balancing both of those, which is the, you know, the difficult part.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's the struggle for all. Yeah. (laughs) Like when you go into business doing something that you love and then you're like, oh wait, I have to like market and do all the finances Mm -hmm. and like all the not fun stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. It's, it's interesting because I I recently uh, looked at one of those like archetype quizzes and it's funny because I was creator number one, then teacher then entrepreneur, then coach or something. And so it made it clear to me that, Oh, I've just always wanted to create. I'm not necessarily a woman who like wants to be the CEO and have this huge team or anything. I've just, I just love creating content. And so now I'm, I'm really sitting into that and stepping into it because I think a lot of women online think like, Oh, I just want to be a CEO. I'm like, no, I don't think I ever wanted to be a CEO. I think I just wanted to create. Mm -hmm, And so when you see it as like, Oh, I just wanted to be an artist. It's, it's different. Right. And you guys, you know, you're in photography, that's art. It's, it's now you realizing, oh, oh gosh, you got to like actually handle the business side too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's so okay. awesome.
0: Well, I think that actually leads us kind of more into the topic of today's chat, which I'm so stoked to talk to you about. But if anybody doesn't follow you on the gram, they first of all, first of all, need to, because Angie is just. I cannot I just break it down for you, dear listener. <laughs> Angie is like so <laughs> just a. Uh, Spitfire, a sass bucket. She brightens my day. You just watch her stories and her personality literally comes through. And so that's kind of what we're going to dive into a little bit today, oh. just to pick your brain, Andre. So I want to first ask, what gave you the permission to start showing up as yourself, like 100% on Instagram? I mean, and then stories, especially, and just low key not give a rat's ass about looking or appearing professional. You do that so well. And how did you? get into that or know that that was even like acceptable as a business owner?
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I think what happened is, and I, I've been getting this question a lot lately on authenticity and it's interesting because now this is really what I think is my favorite thing to help women with and inspire women with is just being so authentic and just being the weirdo. Like I have a new, uh, I have a new saying, which is own your weird, which is just like, be weird. Like who cares? Right. It's social media. Everyone's <laughs> doing their own thing. And I, I, I think what happened is a few years ago, when I came into this space, all of the marketers were very serious, very polished. Like I wear a suit on my live videos and (laughs) da, 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 right? And I was like, oh, this is weird. Oh no, I'm weird. They're going to find out I'm weird. And I wear PJs and I don't want to look as polished as them. So, oh my gosh, I felt so alone. I was like, what am I going to do? And then I started to kind of show that weird a little bit And the next thing you know, what happened, which is really great that it happened, uh, is women started to like it more, right? They were like, this is great. This is refreshing. Oh my gosh, you make poop jokes and you teach marketing. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) Oh, you act like a 12-year-old. And then you're also like very, very passionate about business and marketing. And so it was this weird dichotomy that I think people weren't used to seeing. And it was actually refreshing, even though inside I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. What if nobody buys from me again, because they realize I'm weird. And that was this huge fear that I had. And I was like, Oh no, people are going to find out I'm weird and silly. And so (laughs) now I just like double down on it because I love it. And I think, I don't know, I just turned 30 and I'm at an age and a time where it's like, if I can't be fully myself on this platform, which is my job, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, and I didn't sign up to be an actress. I signed up to be myself when you own a personal brand. So I think there's like my biggest value is just authenticity. And so I think what happened is eventually I just got sick of being somebody else. And I think that inauthenticity is really draining. I think a lot of times we're tired because we're not actually being who we want to be. And eventually I got too, so tired I got so exhausted with pretending to be this serious person online and so <laughs> I cracked a poop joke and the rest is history and now like my audience will literally DM me and be like what's up poop sister and I'm like hey what's up and like they're just like little 12 year olds and it's fun and it's weird and we talk about crocs and just weird stuff and and it's it's so cool that I've created this community that they get it and they love it and and I've literally had women right like wow you inspired me to just like go dance at the grocery store today and just be a little kid again. And I think that we all want that, right? We all want permission to just dance and be weird. I mean, you guys dance all the time on your stuff. Like, I love it, right? Like, I'm still crying laughing from from the video of, like, when Lindsay was pretending, like, one, the one about photographers. That was so funny. Like, the reality. Oh, my gosh. I'm not even a photographer yet. I was crying laughing. (laughs) When you walk into the kitchen, when you walk in the kitchen and you look exhausted, and, like, that's what people want to see, you know? like they want to see that. And then Lindsay, when you were also, you know, it was on mute and you're like, what song am I dancing to it with your headset? And I just think people want to see that person behind the brand now. And mm-hmm. so that's why I'm so big on it and encourage other women to, to show whatever that is for them online, because people aren't just buying a product anymore. They're buying the personality and the person behind the product or the service. And so they want to buy from someone who they feel like they could hang out with and who also is unapologetically themselves. Mm -hmm. So all in all, that's why I'm a weirdo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we love you for it. It's so, so good. And we could not agree more, obviously. I mean, I feel like the three of us could talk about, you know, showing up and just being your weird self and everything all day long. I could talk about it all year long. Honestly, we all love this Mm -hmm. conversation so much, but you touched on something When you were talking a second ago, just about how you were so afraid that showing up as a weirdo was going to hurt your business and hurt your sales, but clearly it hasn't. And I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about how do you feel that showing up as yourself and not hiding behind some facade of your personality or yourself has actually helped your sales and your business and helped you grow and. You know, build a community. I'd love to hear your thoughts on kind of breaking down how that's built your business rather than hurt it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I, I teach with Instagram stories is the three types of people to show up as, or I call them the personas. And I have teacher, friend, and thought leader. And I believe that a lot of people on social are doing a lot of teacher content, which is how to. Uh, this is step by step. This is uh, tutorials. This is us showing our expertise, our credibility. We've got a lot of thought leadership, which is like motivational quotes. Um, this is you showing your authority and leadership, challenging industry norms and things like that. But the third type of content that I love to share, like you like you mentioned, is friend content, and that's just ad, ad, not admitting, but it's it's showing the audience that you're not perfect, and it's showing the audience that you're a human too behind the screen and behind the product and the brand. And whether you are a network marketer, a photographer, a business coach, or whatever the heck you are, I think that people want to know that there's also a human behind that screen. So that's why I do a lot of this, what I call friend content. And it has no agenda. There's no sale tied to it. It's purely for connection, storytelling, behind the scenes, really know, like, and trust and allowing them to know, wow, Angie is just like me. And so if she's just like me, when I do sell quote unquote, or I directly sell them on something, they immediately trust me because they've already seen me be their friend. And I think that is the secret of influencer marketing. That's the secret of, gosh, anybody listening who who is building a community and a brand online, not being afraid to show those imperfections and show who you are because it's it's actually endearing. And, and, and it's funny that I've literally received probably now over the last years, hundreds of them, but women saying, because you are weird or you're yourself or you're authentic or you're real, I can't wait to go buy your wellness product, your soul CBD line. I can't wait to uh, join your course or go to your live event because I feel like I know you and I feel like if you're so unapologetically yourself, how could I? You know what I mean? Like how mm-hmm. could how could what you're selling not be uh, authentic? And so I've actually seen it firsthand. Literally, I mean, that's what people will say. So it's just proof that people do want to see real, whatever that looks like for you. For you, it might not be funny and weird. For you, it might be something else. But knowing that, I think the days are gone where people want to see a very polished feed um, or person behind. You know what I mean? Like people people yeah. want to see that. And so once I realized that. Um, now it's one of my favorite things to teach are these three different types of content on Instagram and really rotating them. And, and I think a lot of women are always in sales or marketing mode on stories. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most refreshing things you can do is also just show up as the friend and just say, Hey, I'm just this is my family or this is my faith, or these are the things I, I care about outside of what I'm selling you, because that builds trust. I mean, you guys know you follow people who you trust. And then you end mm-hmm. up buying from them versus like, oh, they're selling me every day, every second. I can't wait to buy from them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I have like two things that I want to say based off of that response, because that was brilliant. So good. I feel like the first thing is oh, I and you've probably this, noticed this notice this too, Angie. But I especially me and Evie coming from the photography industry, more into the business industry, we come from the the side of this creative world that when we created our Instagram feeds, it was very curated. It was very polished, mainly because we were showcasing our clients' work. And it was all beautiful mountainscapes and, and couples in love or people or whatever. And what I've noticed, especially in like the last from like 2018 and and slowly on, I think it's probably the influence. I can't even talk today. The influence in (laughs) the inflation. I can't literally, what is the word I'm trying to think of? Maybe the influence of TikTok and stories and now reels. But I've noticed a decrease in how aesthetic and perfect your feed has to be. And more just showcasing that authenticity, showcasing the realness of who you are. Angie, you do such a good job of that. Like, I just, I want to just compliment you and say like you, you show up in a way that it doesn't necessarily, it's not like you're posting like DSLR photos every single time on your, on your, like sometimes you're posting a quote or like even a note screenshot or whatever, but it's Mm -hmm. like, you're always giving value and you're always showing up as your real self. And I think that's something that, especially our photographer audience could really take yeah. from. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that, but just like the the slow, and maybe you didn't even notice that because you were ever in the photography space. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I've just noticed that, especially in the last few years, like the aesthetics of a curated feed, I think are becoming less important.
2: Oh yeah. I, I've, I've had this come through a lot on a lot of different trainings and I'll get DMs on this probably once a week. A photographer will reach out and say, oh my gosh, it's so refreshing to see a feed that's not perfectly curated. And the fourth, you know, color here matches the seventh square here and the kids, you know, like the, I love it. I, and I love those pages because it's so not me that I'm like, oh man, this is what it would be like to be super curated in type A and like, oh, this is so admirable. But like, they'll have like, you know, the kid's shoe matches the hat of the mom. And then and the sixth photo, it's the same red hue. And you're just like, how did they do that? Like for me, who's so just like type B, ultra creative, like if it feels good and if it's valuable, I'm going to post it. And I'm going to show other women who are like me that it's okay. And I'm going to give them a permission slip to just show up because B plus work is better than no work at all. And this is literally what my book is about that I'm writing. Like guys, just show up, even if it's a little messy, because Mm -hmm. most people are just not posting at all, or they're not showing up at all because God forbid, it doesn't have the right filter or the right this or, and the fourth box doesn't match the sixth box. And I just think we get so caught (laughs) up in the the algorithm and and like the, the, uh, just like the left brain. I don't know. We just get so caught up in the parts of it that doesn't really matter. And it's been interesting to have this discussion with women in my community who say, thank you for showing that your iPhone photo pics. Obviously I, I make sure it has good lighting and it has a great cap- caption, right? So it's not just totally pulling it, you know, out of my butt. I, I put some thought into it, right. As a marketer, like I'll be honest with you, but those get the best engagement. And I think the reason why is because they feel like it's in the moment. Like, wow, you just took that selfie in the mirror. This is real. This is from your iPhone. I could do it too. You didn't hire an expensive photographer. Wow. I could do this too. And so I think there's a balance. I think you, you want professional photos, but you also want real and then deciding what your brand ethos is, right? One of my uh, cornerstones of my brand is that it's very real, authentic girl next door. You could do it too. I run my entire business from my phone, nothing complicated. It's all organic. I've never run ads. Like that's my thing. But now if you are someone who's like, no, Angie, my brand is about system structure, a little bit more of the aesthetics. Totally cool. That's your, that's your thing. Then, then double down on that. But I think, again, this goes back to authenticity. Once you have self-awareness around who you are and the type of woman you're looking to attract, you realize it doesn't need to be as perfect as you thought. But I can imagine for photographers, this is really hard because you guys are literally the best at this. Like you guys know how to make a feed so pretty. So I'm actually curious too. Like, how do you how do you guys balance this? Because I look at you. Yeah, your guys' feed is so beautiful. I'm like, oh man, like that hue matches that one, and like, oh, it's so good looking. But I think that's because you have a skill set I don't have. Like, I've never been in photography. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so yeah. I don't even know what you guys are seeing that I'm not. So I'm just like, oh. But then I just remember, it's okay. Like we we can all do it our own way, and and as long as you're, you're still authentic, I think you win with it. So. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's. I could talk about this forever. It's, it's super fascinating.
1: <laughs> yes, it's so cool. I mm-hmm. think it's. I think it's so interesting. Even like the whole time we've been talking, I just have so many thoughts going through my head. Just because I feel like the the thing that I want the the girl listening to this to take away, or like anyone listening to this to take away, is be true to yourself. Because regardless whether you want and find joy in curating your feed and making it beautiful or that just comes naturally to you. So naturally it tends to be more like perfect and curated or, you know, you are just embrace the hot mess express and like that's naturally who you are. I think when you embrace The real life and what comes naturally to you, it gives you that freedom and it takes the chains of like that expectation of what you should be doing and what you have to be doing. And I think that's what holds so many people back from creating and from showing up and from serving their people. And so when you're able to really just take the expectations off and I've noticed for myself, I think this might be part of where this is coming from for me too. I've noticed for myself, I love the mixture of the two. I love the mixture of like showing up as like, you know, showing the beautiful parts of my life, like living right beside the beach or, you know, just different things that I'm sure most people Mm -hmm. look at and are like, wow, that doesn't feel super relatable. Like I don't live right by the beach or whatever, Mm. but I love sharing that with people. And I love, you know, you might not live by the beach, but here, let me take a photo of the sunset so you can enjoy it with me. Like that type of thing Mm. that I know isn't necessarily the the raw, unfiltered, like imperfect parts of life, but it's the little moments that bring me a lot of joy. And so I share that. But then I also try to show up in a way that like, No makeup, like in my PJs, like dancing around on a Monday morning or whatever. And it's like the mixture of the two that is like, that brings me joy. Like I love being able to share how I find the beauty and the perfection in my imperfect life, but then also showing up on the flip side. And I think like, Every single person is going to approach that balance differently and that's okay. Like there is mm-hmm. strength in just finding what works for you. And if you don't like showing up without makeup, that's okay. Don't do it. But, you know, don't feel like you have to show up with makeup. Like don't feel afraid to, to get on looking like a hot mess with bedhead. Like it's just do whatever you want to do and try new things and see what feels good to you showing up for your people and serving your people well.
2: Oh, yes. Yes. I was just going to say, I feel like you two are so good at this where in stories, you're a little bit more like raw, real, no makeup dancing. Hey, this is, you know, I've had a hard day. I'm I'm working a lot. Like you're showing the real. And I think that's what's so cool about stories. But then on the feed, like you guys, it's beautiful, but because you guys are capturing beautiful moments and it's aspirational then. Mm -hmm. So I call it this like attainable aspiration, which you guys are doing this beautiful dance as well, where it's like, I'm attainable. I'm just like you. I'm this regular girl. I'm from Chicago. I'm from the Midwest. Like, I don't have anything fancy really going on here. I'm sitting on my floor. You guys are in a closet. Like, it's it's not sexy. But then also this aspiration of like, there are these beautiful moments that are really cool. And I yeah, I want to capture them better. So I think you guys are doing that beautiful dance of attainable aspiration where women are like, oh, I want to live by the beach, but then oh, you're you're just like me. That's really cool. <laughs> and so I think all of us should reach for that, whatever that looks like in your brand and who you're looking to to speak to. Um, but yeah, if you have that gift and that talent, like, I love that you guys show these beautiful photos. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm like, I want to know how to take that. And like, those are the best stories. Cause you know how to do these like cool angles and stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. So like, there are people who love that too, because it's just fun and different and, yeah. It's a balance. It's literally 50, 50. I think that is the secret because you never want someone to see you all on one side. I think mm-hmm. either because yeah. Yeah, the, these women that I look up to that I follow is these like moms who I think are so awesome. And they'll show like them super done up and like, Ooh, today's a damn done up. But then also like, here's me not done up. And my kids are screaming. And I'm like, that's so cool because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I could do it one day. So yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's the balance for <laughs> sure. Okay, I've had
0: this question also in my head as we've been talking just things that you've said Angie that have kind of made me like think about this. What are your thoughts on like this entire episode we've been talking about being authentic, being true to who you are and how that almost correlates to hey, that's a good marketing tactic because it also like it is a no like trust, like no like and trust is by being yourself, right? Like so it's it's one like showing up off- authentically, but then that's a marketing tactic. So what would you say to people that that are looking at being authentic as like purely just a marketing scheme? Because then it's like, you know how like everyone looks at Instagram and it's like, quote unquote, be authentic. And it's, I almost want to like talk about that real fast. Just like oh being gosh. authentic, but for the sake of sales versus actually truly being authentic just because that's you and that's you're being you. Does that make sense? Oh, shoot. This is meta. Yeah, this is, this is. <laughs> Oh, dang. Yeah, this is like, uh, I kind of get
2: it. You mean like, uh, I feel like Jordan, our mutual friend has talked to me about this, like how it's cheesy, how like now people are pretending to be authentic. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, because, like, like the, the truth is, is that it, it does benefit sales. Like when yeah. you show up and you're yourself, like it's like it does. Like yeah. that's just because that's how marketing works.
2: Yeah. Uh, interesting. You know, it's so funny. I think that I, as someone who is just so truly authentic, not faking authentic, I I almost don't know what that's like, but I I do see it in women that I've coached and stuff. Well, they, where they will, yeah, they'll say, how do you even articulate this? Yeah. They'll pretend (laughs) then to be authentic, but that's not really even their life. Like, and I think that this is really where it comes down to don't do it just for sales ever. Don't do anything just for sales. Do it because it's sustainable and it's what's true for you. Because I have found that anytime I've done something just for sales, you guys know it never ends well. It ends up being just not an integrity and then it, it's not sustainable. Like you cannot keep yeah. up with that. And so my whole game is, okay, if I'm really gonna ha- be in this for the long run, I'm gonna share my kids with them, all of the, my future life, wherever this all takes me, I better start being honest and real about stuff now because they're gonna eventually be on that ride with me and see all this. So I do think ask yourself that question of what's sustainable? Like if you're you know dying to show people you without makeup, even just twice a week, you, you've got to start doing it because eventually you cannot fake, you cannot fake it. Like, like I said, inauthenticity is so exhausting for the soul. It's just, I just think eventually (laughs) it ends up biting you in the butt, you know, the moment I was able to just be weird, I'm like, wow, I feel lighter. Like I feel free. And if there's a girl out there who doesn't resonate with that, that's totally fine. Like she can go follow someone who knows how to actually have do her makeup tutorial. You know, like I don't. Mm -hmm. And like, That's okay. And so it's just it's Okay, but anybody
0: that follows you has to go. Do you have a highlight on Larry the Lash? (laughs) (laughs) This started as a joke. I was going live
2: one day and Larry was getting in my eye and I was like, oh no, my eyeballs and like freaking out. And the next thing you know, it was like this thing. And girls were like, this is hilarious. You don't know how to put makeup on.
0: I'm like, no, I have no idea. <laughs> but for clarification, anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, Larry is her eyelash, like her fake eyelash that she puts on. It's, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my
2: life. <laughs> I haven't worn them in so long. I need to do it again. I do. I have a funny makeup tutorial. I, I, I So I started this hashtag like average influencer because I think I'm going to like just start making fun of it because like, you know, these makeup routines are like, Hey guys, this is my morning routine. Um, it takes me two and a half hours, it's the perfect everyday look. I'm like, What? I'm like, how do you know how to contour your face like that? I don't know how to do that. I literally don't know how to do that. Oh my god. Um, these girls are like 18 on YouTube, and you're like, Man, man, you're 18 and you know how to do this. Like, I literally don't know how to contour like Kim K. Like, so I started making fun of it again, just an example of like content of just this came out of me, it wasn't planned. And then they resonated with it. So all of the like weird isms of my brand were all just me saying something and then it picks up and it lands and it it, it makes me realize, wow, there's so many women who want that. And I think right now you guys will agree with this. What's happening is there's so many people showing the perfect life on Instagram. Their baby's a supermodel, their husband's a supermodel and everything is just so, everything's perfect. You know, it's the Brady Bunch. And so I think that's confusing for some people. So I think anytime we can show just little bits of like, hey, It's not perfect. It's not easy. I think it's refreshing Mm
1: -hmm. for people. I love that. Okay. Well, Angie, for the girl who might be listening to this, who is terrified to show up truly as herself with her face to the camera, and she Mm -hmm. feels like she's going to be judged, and the thought going through her head, which I've heard this so much, and I'm sure you have too, is... You know, what will my friends and family think if I'm suddenly like acting like an influencer or, you know, showing up and like showing my life or whatever, if they feel that fear of like judgment or whatever, just what would you say to that girl who might be feeling that listening to this episode right now?
2: Mm, That's such a good question. I know that the trendy thing to say is like, well, girl, your uncle Larry's not, well, I just said Larry, you know, it's not Larry. (laughs) That's the last, but your uncle Uncle Ted's not paying your bills. So like, don't (laughs) worry about him, you know, screw him. And, and I think that's easier said than done because we do care. If you're listening to this, you're a passionate woman, you're ambitious, you know, you were made for more. I mean, you do care. Like I'd be lying to you guys if I said, I didn't care. Of course I care. I'm very sensitive. Like I do care what people think. And so it is, it's been the hardest part of my career. I think what you have to do is put your mission and your your servant heart and 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 like like the woman or the man that you're speaking to before any of that. And that's what I've had to do is say, okay, maybe my parents at first or my boyfriends at the time laughed and said, "Oh, nobody's going to follow you on the internet." Like, why? Like, who cares about the internet, you know? And I was showing up and showing up and I kept thinking about the one girl who needed to read it or see the video. I kept thinking about then it turned into five women and 10 women. And I just kept thinking about the woman that needed to hear it. And I kept obsessing about the customer or the potential woman in my community versus what they were saying, because if not, yeah, you do focus on that. And you think that their, their opinions matter and they hold weight. But I think, I think the most embarrassing thing we can do in life is just die with our dreams inside of us and to not pursue the thing that's on your heart. And then, you know, and if you got, you guys have heard this, it's like, if you do nothing with your life, you're going to be criticized. Mm -hmm. And your uncle Ted's going to say, what are you doing with your life? And then if you try to do something great and put yourself out there, uncle Ted's going to say, Oh, what are you doing with your life? Why are you putting yourself out there? So it's like either way, people are going to be upset. So you might as well just do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And that's something I'm still working through is like, wow, what, you know, what's my truth? And, and am I letting my ego get involved in this? or what I think people think of me, or what do I look like? And what do I sound like? And da, 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 me, 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 and I, I, I versus who needs to hear this message today? Who is this post for? Who is this video for? Who is this podcast for? And when I'm more selfless, it's actually easier to show up because Mm -hmm. I don't make it about me. So I actually argue for the woman who's wondering this, it's actually selfish for us to think that like, oh, well, what if they think it's like, Dude, there's always going to be someone. There's always going to be someone who thinks that what you're doing is ridiculous. But nine out of ten, it's probably not someone who's doing anything remotely close to what you're doing. I mean, it's never another person who's on the field, right? Like I've never been criticized by another woman who's also in the arena. Um, It's always someone who isn't in the arena, and so it's it's interesting that we're so afraid of feedback from someone who isn't even really experiencing what we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's a it's hard. It's so hard.
0: Does Instagram scare the heck out of you? Feeling like you're always struggling to save time on the good old gram while also creating flawless branded professional content for it? We feel you. We have made a
1: special little something just for you. We created a PDF with our top five apps we use in conjunction with Instagram to create smooth, professional content while saving us time and energy. This is a list compiled after years of using Instagram and searching for all the secret pro tools to make our jobs easier.
0: If you've ever wondered, how the heck did she do this? Or how did she make that? It's probably answered by one of these apps. They're our little secret sauce to spicing up your Instagram. We use these apps daily, and they've absolutely
1: changed the game for us. So if you're ready to up-level your Instagram and create pro content with just a few clicks, we got you. Head on over to www.theheartuniversity.com apps, and let's up-level that game.
0: That's A-P-P-S, y'all. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. I think too,
1: there's there's something to be said about when your focus, which you kind of touched on this, but I just want to like even emphasize it even more because it was so good. When your focus is external and you're focusing on blessing and serving other people, Those little like teeny tiny pieces of feedback that you get in the beginning won't affect you the way that they would if your focus is on yourself. When you're Mm -hmm. focused on like, how will people perceive me? How am I going to like, you know, uh, it's all about me, myself and I, that feedback stings more. But when you are paying attention to how you're showing up and blessing and serving and empowering and impacting the other people around you that little feedback you're like okay so somebody may think that i look a little silly dancing around on my you know instagram stories but i know that that's empowering and blessing you know these five women who showed up in my dms so i don't really care what anyone thinks like and it's just this this mindset shift of okay if somebody doesn't like it that's okay because i know somebody else who's being cha- whose life is being changed by it whether it's you know in a tiny way or huge way i'm actually mm-hmm. making a difference and so i think that's yeah. for me at least and you touched on this angie so i was like let's just Bump that up even higher. Like, it's, I think, a focus shift and a mindset shift of who is this really for and who is this really about?
2: It's easy, right? We own personal brands. It's so easy to get selfish. And that's even hard to say, but it's easy to let our ego take over and say, this is about me Mm -hmm. and what I look like today. And I'm so awesome. And (laughs) it's, it's, it's easy, right? Like, followers, ooh, I must be so awesome. And then you get this reality check and you realize that that energy again, isn't sustainable. And so now I'm even doing like a gut check again of like, okay, this is about service. This is about the woman you're speaking to. This is not a popularity contest. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day. And that's all we can do versus when we make it about us, man, that's when it just, it doesn't end well. And and we also get more nervous. I mean, Mm -hmm. I used to train women on this when they would do live video, they would say, oh, I'm so nervous to get on video and share about my product. And I would say, what's going through your head? Well, what if they think my voice is weird? What if they think my hair looks weird? I have acne. I have glasses. I have what what if they what if you know, they make it about their appearance when if done well, people don't actually care that much. Mm-hmm, yeah. They really just want the message and the material. I mean, there's women I follow who are amazing and so smart and have awesome value. They're not supermodels, quote unquote, and that's okay and I don't care. And so it's interesting. It's like who are we trying to impress? Who are we trying to who are we trying to prove that we're worthy mm-hmm. to?
0: Mm-hmm. That's really and
2: well, the pickle. <laughs>
0: yeah. And the more people that do that, the more it's going to be normal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I show up with no makeup on and showing that like Eloise just crapped her pants or whatever, <laughs> because I know that there's a mom out there watching my stories that her house is far from curated. It's far from perfect. There's crap everywhere. Well, i mean, like toys, not actual. or <laughs> Maybe actual crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like... Yeah. Like showing up, not always picture perfect, not always like the step third wife with a child that looks beautiful. Like that's relatable. And I'm, I'm focusing on making her feel seen and loved and valued in my content and not being like, Oh, but I have a pimple today and I'm going to show up with no makeup on like just everything that you guys have been saying, just like taking that focus truly off of yourself. Yeah. I think just if, if we're empowering you listener today to do anything, it's to, I just challenge you to take that lens off of yourself and flip it. And that's going to do literally wonders for how you show up. It literally will if you, mm-hmm. if you start actually flipping that switch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I feel like it's a constant reminder as a creator, um, because you're getting so much praise and approval from these people, right. Who are your community, which is awesome and beautiful, but it's like, don't, Gary V.O.A. says like, don't ride the highs too high or the lows too low. Like don't mm-hmm. like just staying even keel. And that's what I'm working on now with the brand is like, okay, just keep going and serving because you just cannot ride it. You cannot ride the up and down mm-hmm. yeah. and it's got to be about the work. And then somehow, you know, Instagram makes it where it becomes about how cool we look and it's a popularity contest or who are the cool kids. And I just think that that's really toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, I even noticed it yesterday. I felt major comparison and I'm honest with my people about this. I saw this girl who LA influencer, like perfect life. Looks like she lives in a mansion, has eight kids. They're all baby gap models, you know, and (laughs) she got more ripped when she was pregnant somehow. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I was like, wait, how does this work? And I started to feel like crap. I was like, wow, like what, what if I like, don't look like that one day when I'm pregnant, I'm not frolicking through the fields, you know? And so there's, I just want you guys to know everyone deals with this. It doesn't matter what point you're at in your career or how successful you are. We all deal with this feeling of, am I enough? Am I doing enough? (laughs) Am I behind? Does she have it? you know, does she have something I don't have? And I think it's, it takes courage to say I am enough. It doesn't matter. Tune out the noise and just go and just create.
0: Oh. So <laughs> This yeah. conversation has me lit. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Are you dancing in your closet? <laughs> I mean, kind of. I'll just, I'll just bop. She's a doing the shoulder have, wiggles. <laughs> I don't have very much room in this dark closed in closet and there's, oh, there's also no air. So you have to deal with it. But uh, I want to ask you a practical question, Angie, just like for some tips on literally how you do this. My question is, what are your top few content ideas for someone like ready to start creating more quote unquote authentic content, ready to start showing up more real and just really truly sharing their personality and not being afraid to hide it? I guess my question is, do you recommend any sort of structure on how to, logistically do that or do you recommend like completely winging it like what would you what advice would you give on that yeah are you saying just stories or posts or both or we could do both honestly I know we're kind of talking more about stories but
2: literally both it's interesting so uh, in the beginning I would definitely plan it out a little bit more and now it's almost all organic and intuitive but in the beginning I did make sure okay I would do like a week of teacher content, a week of friend, a week, or week of thought leader. And I would call it the TFT model. And I would basically make sure I was evenly rotating these three on my page. Like, okay, do I have educational content? Am I teaching something? Am I giving away valuable tips and tricks and info in my niche? Okay, am I being the friend? Am I just showing, um, am I showing the behind the scenes? Am I creating that connection? Am I sharing the stories of my life? And then thought leadership. Am I, you know, um, gosh, this is, this is examples of like, I always say for health and wellness coaches, maybe this is um you've seen someone talk about how low-carb diets are the only way to lose weight, and you believe no, they're not. Women can eat carbs and still lose weight. That's that's a form of thought leadership. It's it's challenging an industry norm. So I would rotate those three and I would make sure that I would do them evenly throughout the year. But now, intuitively, I just rotate them. And what I'll do is even today I'm on a sticky note and, and then I'll uh, match it with my Google Doc, but I'll I'll plan out, okay, if I have an Hour of extra time today. What am I going to be doing on stories? And usually it's a mix of something funny behind the scenes. So that's friend content. I'm probably going to give away some information. I'm going to do some Instagram bio reviews. That's teacher. People can come there to learn something. And then I'm probably going to do some sort of um, uh, a swipe up or what I call more of the marketing side of uh, list building. So I have a webinar coming up. So I'll, I'll do a nice little dance of I'm not just coming on there to sell them. And I'm also not just coming on there to show my life and you know, the ham sandwich I had for lunch, I'm also bringing value. And so I I make sure there's this nice balance of I'm your friend, but I'm also the teacher. And that's really been the most beautiful balance for me to sell is the friend teacher balance. I mean, if you can do it well, I think it's, I think it's game over. And I think it's, uh, it's kind of like the little secret (laughs) one-two punch. So (laughs) now I map it out a little bit more and I'll go in seasons, right? I know you ladies work in launches and things like that with programs and courses, So seasonally, so if I'm in a launch period, I'll, I'll, I'll go ham on the teacher a little bit more and I'll make sure like, Hey, you're coming to my page. You're going to learn about niche marketing, positioning, Instagram marketing, things like that. And then I'm pitching something, right? And I'm shamelessly pitching, I'm selling, but then gosh, I haven't sold anything directly in two, three months now. And my page has just been about building that trust, putting out a lot of that friend content. But when something comes up again soon, I'm going to go back into that mode. So I, I go with the seasons of my content of where I'm at. And I do think it's so healthy to have seasons where you're not selling people at all. Like you literally are just like, Hey, I'm here. I'm your friend free, free value. That's it. Like the the best it's going to get. And then I, I, I'm not selling you. And then when you do sell own it and don't, don't be afraid to sell, but know that you put in the time where you didn't sell. So mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> that's, it, it can be difficult to explain, but that's really how I How I intuitively play the game now because that's what I would want to see. You know, I I think who do I buy from? I buy from women who there's some months where they're not selling me at all. And then all of a sudden when they do, I'm like, oh, okay, you're owning it. That's pretty shameless for you to sell that. Cool. I need that. Awesome. I'll get it. And then, oh, there you are again, just being my friend. I think if you can dance that dance, that is like, that's influence. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Because think about it, you can't, you can't always be selling and you can't always just Be just the friend and not owning that you do have a product or service that the world needs. So it's this,
1: (laughs) it's a dance. Yeah. It's a dance. I love this. And I think even like basically everything that you just said, I think is super interesting because now correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you're like, I used to structure my content a lot more and now it's become a lot more intuitive. But it almost sounds like you're still saying like there is a structure to it. I just naturally go through it now. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it's interesting to hear you say that you structured your content in the beginning and you don't now because I, for the past like four or five years, and I think Lindsay's very similar, like we have strategy behind our social media, but I don't feel that either one of us have necessarily had like intense structure to our social media. We've like, we plan out like our... Lindsay's like, yeah, (laughs) we like we've planned out like our grids for, you know, and our captions and stuff for like a week or so in advance. Sometimes if it's a crazy season, like maybe two weeks in advance or something like that. But I'm starting to get to a season where as Lindsay and I are like launching more and more things and I'm launching like a couple of new companies and building new startups and just different things. I've gotten to a place where my social media, like especially posts, not just stories as much, but posts and you know, that, that deep, like, content and, you know, whether it's value driven, like, you know, friend content and showing up and behind the scenes of my life or whatever, or educational or whatever, I've noticed that that's fallen a bit more to the wayside because there's a lot more intense things in the behind the scenes of my business that are requiring my energy. And so I got to a place where I was like, I'm posting for the past year, pretty much. I've been posting like once or twice a week, which to me, I'm like, that's just not okay. And I've gotten to a place where I've started to really embrace structure in my social media. And I'm building out like an entire, you know, structured boned like list of this is like my weekly approach to my, you know, content that I'm putting out and I'm going to be batching it really far ahead of time and like different things. I'm getting to the place where it's like almost a flip of, I have had no structure or no like plan and strategy as far as like, okay, so month three, week two, I'm going to be doing this. Like It's always just been go with the flow, whatever I'm feeling in the moment, sometimes batch it out a week or two in advance. But for the most part, I just go with it. And now I'm at the place where I'm like, no, I actually need the structure to keep the ball moving in this area. So even hearing you talk, Angie, about your experience and then knowing my own personal experience, I feel like my takeaway from this is do what works for you. And I think for a lot of people, having that structure and that clear direction of, okay, I on Monday, I'm going to be posting this and on Tuesday, I'm going to be posting this is very helpful. And that doesn't mean that you can't be spontaneous and show like in the moment stuff. That just means you have a general outline of what you need to be doing and you're able to work that ahead of time, like batch it ahead of time. But for other people, that structure might make you feel Tied down and constrained and like, you know, trapped. And if that's the case, throw it to the wayside and just go with your gut and go with the intuition. So I don't like, Angie, do you have thoughts on that? Just kind of like, I love that mix of it.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm like ultra creative, seven on the Enneagram to the max. Like, I follow what's fun. I am very creative and expressive with just if it feels good, I do it. And so that's almost what makes my brand my brand. And so I think it would be almost weird and disingenuous if tomorrow, all of a sudden I'm like hardcore type A, like structure, 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 and, you know, making sure all my posts are posted at the same time and they all match. And I think people would be like, where's Angie? And so Mm -hmm. again, I think being a creator and all, and an entrepreneur and all of this in the online space is, is authenticity and it's self-awareness, knowing who you are, what is your personality type and express that because you're then giving permission to other women who maybe aren't as structured as well to Say, you know what, I can be still successful if I'm and I'm not super rigid with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
2: it's almost like the feminine and masculine energy, right? Like you need both in business. You need the push and you need the pull. But yeah, I go in seasons where I'm like, I just feel super feminine with it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna post what feels good because I just I don't have the energy or the capacity to be super structured with it. And then if I'm in a launch or a promotion of something like my live event, I mean, yeah, we were a little bit more on it and there was more intensity and fire and more of this masculine energy, but now it's more flowy and expressive and creative. And so it's, it's like, again, everything I think is this balance Mm -hmm. and there's seasons to your business. And just like women, we have, you know, our cycles, like everything is seasonal. And I think what's happening is a lot of women are trying to work in one mode all the time Mm -hmm. with their business and their content. And they're like, oh, I'm super burnt out. I'm like, yeah, because marketing isn't pushing all the time. It's, it can't be, it's not sustainable. And so It's this flow, and yeah, I'm. I'm like my Clay would be laughing right now. He'd he'd be like, "Angie's allergic to structure." She doesn't even know what that (laughs) word is. He would literally walk in and be like, "Oh, Angie, what structure mean?" Like, that's been my struggle. Is like, I've I've had all this success and all these really cool things happen, and I didn't have any structure. But now I'm at the point where my team's like, "Okay, we probably want some more." And I'm Mm -hmm. like, "Wow, how is it I did all this without any structure?" That is actually crazy. Yeah, I'm open to a little (laughs) bit, but I can never be hardcore because that would be just like. Oh, but you know, creativity breeds in structure. Supposedly that's the quote that I keep embodying right now. So for you fellow creatives listening, our challenge will be creativity blossoms in structure. So I'm, I'm working on it. Are we, Are you structured? Who, which one of you is more structured? Because you need one of them in a partnership. I feel like. I don't know. Because
1: it's so weird. It's this. Evie's the seven. I'm a seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. Oh, you're seven. Yeah. Which is, it's really interesting. Even while you were talking, Angie, I had like so many thoughts. I was like raising my hand for Lindsay to see because I was like, I had thoughts. Um, but I feel like Lindsay and I are a very, very good balance of she's structured in certain areas that I'm not. And I'm structured in either mm. areas that she's not. So it's like, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that both, either one of us is like the super structured one, but I would say our, our areas of structure balance out one of the others like areas of weakness or like areas of i have flow. it
0: i have it i know what it yes. is <laughs> yes. i think evie evie you're structured in the big vision like the with the direction that the ship is running mm-hmm. and i'm structured in like the paint color of the ship or maybe that's a bad example but like like the how like the, the crew the crew schedule of who's on deck this time because mm-hmm. i feel like Like Mm -hmm. I look at like during a launch, I'm like, oh wait, this button on this site doesn't work. I would need to make sure the workflow of everything works so that our audience has like a good experience walking through this or whatever. And then you're really good at like the structure of like, the vision of where we're headed yeah I feel like that's a good breakdown yeah it's even but.
1: true when you were like out of office for a couple of months or whatever and you came back in and I was like okay so I've been doing you know blah blah blah, blah and like ran her down my list of all the tasks that I've been working on and things that were checked off things that were still in progress all this stuff and she's like okay so what about this and like pointed to like this tiny little like tweak <laughs> update that needed to be done and I was like oh my gosh that's not even on my list like that's not even anywhere near like <laughs>
2: Well, I think because Lindsay's
1: a mom now too, it's, it's when, like, I supposedly when you become
2: a mom, you all of a sudden see details more like you just, yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Cause you're going to have to.
2: I don't know. I feel
0: like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> feel
2: like maybe you're like, actually, nah, that didn't happen
0: to me. I heard it's this really, from my mom. Like,
2: yeah. It's interesting. I always ask this in partnerships, like who's the one when you're together, like, is like, okay, come on, dude, let's stop farting around. Like we need to get some work done. You know, like that's definitely not me. I am like, let's keep playing. Let's keep partying. <laughs> Work is, work, you'll work when, when you know, when it's we're done playing. Like, I'm such a bad seven for anybody who <laughs> wants to get work done. So I need, like, twos in my life or ones who are like, let's go. We got to get this done. Yeah, actually,
1: you know? actually, <laughs> when I, like, think about this, our executive assistant, Rachel, is the type one. And I feel she keeps mm. Lindsay and I in line a little bit more yeah. than, like, Lindsay and I keep ourselves in
0: line. <laughs> there we go. There we go. She's the one. We Although, found her. I do notice if we're on a meeting and people are farting around, I'm literally like, can we come on? Let's go. Like, yeah, us true. Go. That's Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, Angie, I, I wanted to throw
1: out there too, because I thought this was so fascinating. I didn't fully realize that you're a seven, not the least bit shocked, but um, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that you state and like, Like are so confident in the fact that you're like, I'm a seven. I don't like structure. If I did embrace structure, I feel it would be disingenuine, which I'm like, that's so cool. But on the flip side, I'm a seven who has learned over the past like four or five years of, you know, running multiple companies and building and starting multiple companies that I have had to embrace structure or I would have completely crashed and burned, like burnout times a million, like level 500. You have like no idea how bad my life is when I don't do structure because I'm juggling so much. And so Mm -hmm. I've actually become like this weird, like, a lot of my brand and my education and like teaching is very much like time management and structure and productivity and stuff because my type seven requires that for me to be able to do what I'm able to do. And so it's this weird thing where like, I actually feel my brand is like a seven who has worked her butt off for the past like 4 years to enjoy structure and now I do I love it and it gives me more freedom to do what I want to do and like so it's almost this weird like flip of like this is two perspectives yeah. from two successful sevens who have taken two different paths and it just I I wanted to highlight that because I was like I feel like it goes to show you oh, like you're that. not confined by your personality type and you can choose different yeah. ways to embrace different strengths and different you know I don't know, different directions, different avenues, different little areas of your personality and you can still be successful. Like, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of point that out that we're the same personality.
2: (laughs) That's like a juicy episode for my show or something. I need to hear this, you know, and it's, it's, it's like tough love, but it's like, yeah, you're right. And I think I've had enough ultra creative seven friends who've said this to me, like, Angie, I know it sounds weird, but like, you'll actually like it. I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, this is, this is something I need to uh, work on. <laughs> this is crazy. It's also
1: <laughs> encouraging, though, for me to hear you just and kind of be reminded, because, like, especially right now, I'm in such an intense launch season. Like, I'm just, like, so, like, head like nose to the grindstone type of focus right now it's almost refreshing for me to also be reminded like oh yeah just create like don't forget to just create in this season like so i feel like i've also been like encouraged and challenged by you too so i don't want you to feel like that was like in any way me being like you should change it was just for anyone who is
0: listening no i love
2: it no it's the work play balance yes. it's the biggest challenge for sevens
0: we're like what yeah. i don't want to work
2: <laughs> i gotta play what are you talking about
0: also evie i think you wing hard to eight which i think is what probably brings that in for sure
1: yeah it's it's definitely a strength of mine (laughs) like like, that i can like (laughs) flip to my eight if i need to yeah
0: yeah oh Oh, man i love it (laughs) okay so wrapping up see me being like okay guys let's get back to business (laughs) welcome to our therapy session today this was so healing (laughs) so good uh the last question that we always like to ask our guests is what is the biggest lesson you've learned in business? Which is kind of a big question because it's kind of like overarching as a whole. But if you had to think about that, what would be the biggest lesson you've learned? You know, I'm going to have to say not
2: not just because this is the book I'm writing, Ready is a Lie, but I do think it's this the secret. I think the biggest thing I've learned is that there is no one secret. And I used to think there was. I'm like, what do successful people know that I don't? tell me, tell me, I'll pay whatever to be in this mastermind or this thing to find out. And what you realize is everybody is just showing up messy and imperfect. And it's the ones who the woman or or the man who's brave enough to say, you know what, I'm not ready, but I'm going to jump in and I'm going to try my best and I'm going to keep showing up that wins. And I think that's the most beautiful thing you can embrace is throwing away perfectionism, throwing away this idea that you're not smart enough, good enough, whatever enough and just showing up because that's where the clarity is going to come right clarity always comes from action so the greatest thing i've learned from business is like wow whenever i've waited too long i actually i actually become more afraid i sit in the fear too much i don't get anything done i don't take action but when i'm like you know what i'm going to do this even if i'm afraid i'm going to start messy i'm going to do it it always ends up working out in my favor um and that's that's why it's my favorite reminder for women i'm like listen you're creative you feel me on this you just have to show up and I know there's perfectionists listening to this who are like, oh no, it's got to be perfect before I post. (laughs) But if you wait for it to be perfect before you post, you'll probably never post. Like if I waited for every post to be the most perfect post, I would post like once every six months. And Mm so it just, you just can't, I mean, you guys know the online space, the person that's consistent wins. And so (laughs) once I really learned that I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to become someone who just wakes up and I create every day. I create every day, no matter if it's something little, I, I create every day. It doesn't have to be Picasso, it just has to be done, you know? And so giving myself that permission was was everything.
0: Ugh. Oh, that's so good. I love oh, that. Oh, man, Angie, this <laughs> has been incredible. I just this feel refreshed. This girl chat, man, <laughs> educational. I hope, like, I just know everyone's gonna freaking love this conversation. Whew, man. I was good that was, i was like did we just like therapy girl chat yes. business just everything. <laughs> so good
1: well and thank you so much for being here for anyone who is ob- as obsessed with you as Lindsay and i are where can people find you online where can they learn with you grow with you have larry the lash conversation <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i love this i'm so grateful i'm so honored this this
2: was so fun you guys um, if you guys want to check me out, I'm at Angie Lee Show on Instagram, AngieLee.com, and then uh, the Angie Lee Show on wherever you're listening to
1: podcasts. So come say hi. So good. Yeah. All right. Well, Angie, thank you for giving us so much of your time and just showing up authentically. <laughs> like, thank you, guys. <laughs> we love you so much. And we'll see with you awesome. soon.